0: Quick station break.
1: You're listening to Thursday Night Tailgate with Chris Mascaro and Bob Lazeri, where NFL legends live on. Back to you, boys. It's him. He's
0: a lot. All right. Now back in making his seventh appearance with us here on Thursday Night Tailgate is former Bears wide receiver Wendell Davis. Let me remind you about Wendell's background. He's from Shreveport, Louisiana played his college ball at LSU, where he remained second in all-time receiving yards, eighth in touchdown catches, and twelfth in yards from scrimmage. He helped them get to three straight bowl games from 1985 to 1987 and a win in the 87 Gator Bowl and a number five ranking. Wendell was inducted into the LSU Athletics Hall of Fame in 2011. He was a first-round draft pick by the Chicago Bears in 1988, the 27th overall selection played in the NFL from 88 to 1993, all in Chicago. Over the course of that time, he had 207 receptions for an even 3,000 yards and 14 touchdowns, and we are very honored. He is back with us again tonight here on Thursday Night Tailgate. Hey, Wendell, Chris, and Bob, thanks for coming back on the show. Hi, Wendell.
1: Hey, guys. How are you doing? Can you hear me?
0: Ah, we're yeah. fantastic. Wendell, how are you? <laughs>
1: I'm fine, man. I I heard you say seven years. I've been on seven times already.
0: That's right. Seven times, my friend. You're a great friend of the show. We can't thank you enough.
1: Get
0: a lifetime contract.
1: That's right. I got you. I got you. I enjoy every time I come on the show with
0: you guys. So Thanks for having me. We appreciate that. Wendell, catch us up. What's been going on with you over the last year?
1: Well, you know, in light of what's go- going on in the world, uh, just trying to, uh, stay, uh, stay healthy and stay safe, uh, with family, you know, uh, thank, thank God my family and everybody's doing well. Uh, but, uh, still working, uh, I, I don't know. Last time I talked to you guys, I was, I was working in, uh, supply diversity, uh, for a company here in Chicago, been doing that for the last, uh, Last three years, really enjoying that. Uh, but uh, other than that, man, just uh, staying safe and taking care of the family and, uh, you know, uh, just doing what I need to do.
0: Wendell, I want to get your thoughts on your alma mater, LSU. Um, uh, they uh, kind of fell off for your Tigers after winning the national championship in 2019. Uh-huh. Five and five last season. Got, what, three uh, different uh, guys trying to fill in? for Joe Burrows, that quarterback and uh started off the season, yeah. you know, high, people still had the the high hopes at number 6, but it kind of fell off after that. Your thoughts, was that a a one-year anomaly for the Tigers or are you concerned about this upcoming season too?
1: Uh I I am a little concerned. Uh you know, it's uh, uh I I was not expecting the season they had last year. Uh you know, as as I follow them and I follow recruiting, and you see every, almost every year for the last five years, he's been in the top, having the top recruiting classes. So that's why I was kind of puzzled that uh, we fell off that, that much after Virgo left and, uh, uh, other guys left. Uh, you would think it'd be easy to, to fill those spots. So, uh, I was a little troubled by that. Uh, you know, we are going through some, 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 some tough times on the field and off the field down there in Baton Rouge. So, uh, you know, I, my hope is that, uh, you know, that we could kind of pull things together. Uh, you know, Coach O, uh, I'm sure he's excited. I, I know he's, he's going to give it his best, but you know, you have to play the games and, uh, right now, uh, you know, it looks like we, we're going to be starting from a, a tough position. Uh, you know, we have guys that, uh, it's a young team, uh, but we also got guys that uh, that that played last year, and also are transferring out, and you know, it's just just so many things, so so many moving parts right now down at LSU. So I, you know, I'm I I don't know what to expect next year or uh, this year.
0: Wendell, looking back on your time in Baton Rouge, I mean, college campuses are a lot of fun, especially during a big rivalry week. Was it yeah. was it crazy every week when you had a, an, an SEC team coming to town, or did it get to a fever pitch if an Alabama or, or a Georgia were coming in to, to play in, uh, in, uh, in Baton Rouge?
1: Well, let me put it like this. It was crazy every week, but it was crazier <laughs> when you had an SEC team coming to town. Uh, playing in LSU, playing in Death Valley, uh, playing at night, uh, there was nothing like it. Uh, the fans, uh, the atmosphere, uh, it, it was just off the chart every, every, every game that's played at LSU at home game. So, uh, but it's just, but when there are SEC games like Alabama, uh, Florida come into town, it's just crazier. I mean, it's, it's, uh, crazy 10 times crazy. Uh, and you know, that, and that's all, that's all you need to get, uh, get ready to play. You know, uh, you truly, I really believe you truly at a disadvantage when you come into Death Valley, uh, not only because of fans, but I mean, we, we just, uh, the tailgating, I mean, the, uh, just the atmosphere is just uh, unbelievable. And, uh, and I'm sure it's changed since I've been there uh i have been back for a few games, and guys I tell you it, it it it's just nothing like it uh the being around the stadium and all the people out uh, tailgating and then going inside and just carrying that carrying that energy inside the stadium so it it, it was fun
0: and when when you were there, you guys had a a couple of shots at a national championship particularly in eighty six eighty seven was there was there a game, a loss, a play, something? If you could go back, you know, boy, I'd sure like to get that over again.
1: Oh man, uh, I want I want to say the the year. What year did we play Ohio State? Uh, I know in, in the game ended up a tie. It was a tie. Uh, yeah, at the end of the game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's one that I I, <laughs> I really truly thought we could if we could get that one back. I, I thought it would really would have set set the stage for us to go to the national championship, uh play for the master championship that year. Um uh, because we were both high ranked teams. Uh we were very each team was very good, both both offensively and defensively. And uh it ended up a tie. You know? I mean, come on. <laughs> they didn't have over, they didn't have overtime back then, you know. That was you know, it's just like oh, like th- throwing warm water on you, you know. It's like come on, man,
0: let's finish this yeah. game.
1: But uh, that one game just, I, it just sticks in my craw. Yeah, it was
0: nineteen eighty seven, September 26, 87, You guys, fourth uh-huh. game, uh, fourth week of the season. You guys come in ranked number four, mm-hmm. Ohio State number seven, and it ends thirteen oh. thirteen. Yeah, that's got to be a better pill. Yeah, that was bad.
1: yeah, but it was it was a good experience. So that's I think they had filming too. That Spelman uh, uh, on that team. So that was, yep. uh, <laughs> that was a good game, very
2: good game. Five questions for Wendell. Yeah, great to speak with you again, Wendell, and we're glad that you and your family are doing well. And you know, I always Thank look you. back on uh, some of your teammates, and, and there were so many great ones. And I, and I was surprised to see and I knew he played, but I didn't realize you guys played five years together with Ron Rivera, you know, and he mm. was um, mm-hmm. the linebacker he was back then. Tell us how he was as a player that you knew, Wendell, and did you have any idea that he would go on to uh, be a not only a coach but a pretty successful NFL coach? Um,
1: I, I can't say I, I, I thought he'd be a, a, a coach, uh, a head coach, but I, I knew – uh, Ron was a student of the game. Uh, he was one of those guys that, that knew every position, uh, and could play every position, uh, on the defense. Uh, um, and he was, uh, very high football like you. Uh, he got along with everybody. Uh, he was, he was kind of like a, a coach on the field, uh, the years I played with him. Um, you know, he would, uh, you know, kind of get guys together and kind of put guys in position. So, uh, you know, I, honestly, Bob, I didn't, I didn't know if he would be a head coach if he was going coach, but I, I knew that the way that he played and the way that he prepared, um, that he had a high uh, football IQ. So, so I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that he's, <laughs> he's a, a, a head coach and a, a, a successful one at that.
2: And Wendell, you're one of those guys that played your entire career in one city, and you said you still have ties to Chicago. And and we we talked about how cold it is there, how uncomfortable it can get, but something has has given you an incredible devotion to that city. Uh, what uh, tell us about Chicago as a sports town, and uh, what you like about it so much uh, that it gave you it, it's given you a lot in your life, obviously.
1: Well, I think you, you, you said it. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, it, it's, it's a, a, a great sports town, especially coming from, coming from LSU where, uh, down in Van Rouge, you know, sports are huge. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just the atmosphere is just unspeakable. And you get that here in Chicago, not just in, in football, but in all sports. I mean, they, uh, the, the, city rally around rally around the sports teams. Um, they they treat you uh, like uh <laughs> like uh kings here in Chicago who play sports and uh I came during the time when uh you know they eighty five they, they won the Super Bowl in eighty five but they still had a uh a, a nucleus of uh, uh eighty five Bears were still here. You know, you had to, uh you had Walter Payton, you had Mike Singletary, you had uh, Fridge, McMahon, all of those guys I got to not only uh, play with, but uh, hang out with in the city. So I, I got to learn the city and learn the people of the city. And I don't think there's any better guideline, uh, in the country. Uh, it's just a, a, a beautiful and inspiring city. Uh, you know, I, of course I lived in the suburbs and I played, but, uh, these days currently I live in the city, right on the south side of the city. And, uh, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy the summers. Summers are, are really the best time. Summers in the spring are the best time to come to Chicago, unless you like the cold weather. If you like the cold weather, you can come in the winter. You know, we, sure. we got some cold for you. We got enough snow <laughs> for you too, so <laughs> right on the lake. So, right on the lake, man. And uh, we we live right. I I walk to the lake. I can walk to the lake from where I live. Wow. And so it it comes it comes right off of that lake, man. And it just uh, it cuts through you. But uh, I think it's it's worth it uh, because the, the the spring and summer, man, is just beautiful here in Chicago. And plus my wife is from the suburbs of Chicago, so there <laughs> that, you that go. That's by the main.
0: That is a good. Count <laughs> all of that. <laughs> 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 yeah, when, well. Wendell, to your yeah. point, right? When you get there in Chicago, I mean, the majority of that eighty-five Bears team was still there, right? Particularly mm-hmm. on on the defensive side. I'm, I'm wondering, as a as a rookie coming in. What was it like trying to make a name for yourself? Uh, I know you're a first round draft pick and all, but you're trying to make a name uh, for yourself on that team against those uh, guys and, at practice. What uh, was that like?
1: It was a challenge every day. Uh, you, when you, when you, you got Richard Dent, and, and actually, Otis Wilson was still here when I came in. You got Fridge. You got McMichael. You got Mike Singletary. Uh, you got Ron Rivera. Now, that, that that's the guys you have to go against. And, and of course, I I come in. You know, you don't you don't start out as a first round. You, they they say, oh, you're not gonna be on the first team, but eventually you get, you go you're gonna get on the first team. So I'm going to one against one, and uh, I can't curse on your show, but uh, it uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was uh, uh, it was very nerve wracking, uh. To, you know, as a, you know, I was kind of possession receiver and I make my living going across the middle and just imagine, you know, having to go across the middle and, and Mike Singletary is just waiting on you in the middle. Uh, so, you know, it was definitely a challenge. I had to get used to, uh, what they call threading up, not hitting because, uh, I, I, many a times I thought he was going to knock my block off, but he, he, uh, he pulls up. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, I had to get used to that um, and just thank God we didn't go against the Wands all the time.
0: Rookies always have to endure some sort of hazing during training camp. Did, um, did you have to do um, anything worse than having to sing the LSU fight song at dinner? What did they make you
1: do? <laughs> well, I didn't, they the only thing that they did to me is. Speaking of cold, we had a practice, it was very cold. And back then we didn't have a uh, we didn't have a bubble to go to an indoor facility. <laughs> we had to practice outside when it was cold. And they they uh, got taped and they tried they tied me to the goalposts me to the uh, the posts outside. Uh, thank God it didn't stick. Uh, <laughs> they, they did a very poor job of wrapping it. So I was able to break, break through it. Uh, that's the only real hazing they did to me. And it was all in fun. But the other thing that they did as a rookie, you had chores and you had responsibilities. And one of them is, and you had to get the chicken, uh, Popeye's chicken, uh, on the plant for everybody now. You didn't just get a box of chicken. You had to get boxes of chicken for the plane, for the players before we take off. You have to be there on time and you had to get on Saturday, Saturday mornings, you had to get the donuts and you have to, you have to get them. You have to be there. If you did, then you, you your whole week is messed up. So, uh, that, you know, uh, you, some, you, you, you don't get them. You might can't find your shoes practice, Mike can't find your shoulder pads, and you're gonna be late, you'll get fined. So <laughs> there's snow it snowballs from there. So you guys get to
0: Wendell, <laughs> Mike Ditka was about as intense a coach as I've ever seen in my lifetime. Talk about okay. what it was like, you know, with him during the week and, and, and what would drive him absolutely crazy. Oh losing.
1: Losing <laughs> was driving absolutely some crazy, but during the week, and it, and it kind of depended on on who he played. played. Uh, I can tell you, the Green Bay week it was very intense. Cause you know it was it was a, a the Green Bay and and the Bears rival, the Packers and the Bears rival was very intense. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure it might be still intense now, but it was very intense back then, and you had a lot of tight buttholes back back when that game went on that week and uh you know, making mistakes on in practice, uh just really heightened things. So you you try to uh make sure that you were on your game, that you make sure you knew your plays. Uh not only were were Coach Dicker tight, but we I mean, all the players were tight. Everybody was intense because of rivalry. Uh but Coach Dicker, uh during the week, you know, he, he would he would uh he would be intense the whole week and then he would, uh, uh, during the game. If the game's going well, we're all good. I mean, it, it's a pre- pretty smooth thing. but when, when things go bad, I mean, he can blow up on you and you just have to be ready for that. Uh, but you know, I got used to it. I think guys got used to it. I mean, that's, that's just how he coached. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, he, he was a pretty good head coach. Uh, he let guys play. Uh, he let his coach coach. So, uh, at the end of the day, it was good, but he, he could get intense on the sideline. He could, uh, you know, curse you out and, uh, <laughs> uh, threaten to send you home. Uh, you know, a lot of things threaten to fight. Uh, you know, God, you, you saw that. Oh, I saw that a few times. Uh, guys really challenge, challenge stickers. And, uh, so, they really? were not to do it either. Oh yeah. Wow. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, these, you know, <laughs> uh, these are, these are grown men you're dealing with. You, <laughs> you, you wanna, you wanna say, you know, try to talk like you're gonna kick some butt, you know, hey, they gonna come back at you. So, cool, cool hands Yeah, guys, guys gotta, you know, they, they, they prevail, but who has to But I've seen it a couple times. It's just, it, it just, just, just like a family. <laughs>
0: Bob, one more for Wendell?
2: Yeah, Wendell, I always wanted to ask you about, uh, you know, about these wide receivers wearing gloves when they play. You know, back in your day, you probably wore them just to stay warm. <laughs> but but <you> know, <laughs> you, now these guys are having them, uh, you know, you see them playing in Miami with them. I mean, it's, it's, it's hmm. a part of their equipment. I mean, are these guys going to yeah. catch a hundred balls uh, without wearing gloves? And does it make a huge difference, Wendell? You wouldn't be the one to ask.
1: Um, I back back in the day, I don't, yeah, I did. I only wore the gloves when when uh, it really got cold, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and I, and I guess I I, I said like this, Bob, when I played, gloves were. Not in fashion, people didn't wear gloves. So you, you developed confidence in your hands. And so I had confidence in my hands that I could catch the ball with my hands without gloves. Uh, and I just think, uh, the younger generation, they start out with gloves and it's just the opposite. You know, it's like I, I got to have my gloves on or I can't catch because they have, they have, and I have nothing against gloves, but they just have confidence, more confidence with those gloves on. Back when I came out, you know, we had to try to find some type of glove to put on because it was so close. We had gloves that, I mean, they were not fit for catching the ball. (laughs) They're almost like mittens, you know? (laughs) 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 know, They were welcome. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, come on, man. You know, you could even feel his hands and those things, but. Uh, but these things they have today are just unbelievable. But I, I think it comes down to confidence. I think it's, it's, it's like, you know, like most football players, you know, guys used to, they have to put their socks on a certain way, you know, <laughs> before a game. I got to do it this way every game, you know, because that's just superstition. I have to do it that way. And I think it comes down to guys. They have, you know, I, I use these gloves in the beginning. I started out with these gloves. I got to have them all to play. And, you know, we just didn't do that when I was coming out. It was just use your hand. Guess with your hand. So
0: Wendell, before we let you go, remind our listeners, how can they stay up to date with all the great things you're doing, whether it's, it's following you online or it's on social media?
1: Yeah, uh, the only thing I, I really do, I do LinkedIn. So they can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, they can reach out. Uh, I try I tried Instagram, but I can't get, I can't keep up with it, fellas. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, need, <laughs> I need some training. I need some training on Instagram and, 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 and Twitter. My, my kids try to get me to do Twitter more, but, uh, uh, LinkedIn is probably the best way to, to keep up with what, with what I'm doing. Um, and, 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 and coming to your show. Uh, uh we appreciate that very much. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, before you let me go, how's your son?
0: Oh wow, I appreciate you asking. Um, we're not sure yet, Wendell. I, I, I wish I could tell you better news, but uh, yeah, okay. he's been down and out. This, this makes three weeks to you know go tonight. That um, yeah, he started to get sick, and and unfortunately, we haven't figured it out yet. So uh, okay. we we continue well, on I'm with praying, other doctors. But I appreciate you.
1: Yeah, praying for you and your family, praying for your son that he gets better. And well, I
0: appreciate, I appreciate that very, very much, much, Wendell. Wendell, take care, my friends. Stay safe out there. All, all the right, best to man. you and your family. We look. We're already looking all forward right. to uh, visit number eight.
1: Hey. Oh, oh, Thank you, guys. I feel like I feel like I'm on Saturday Night Live, man. <laughs> you <laughs> you see, got you you to give me a jacket. Got to give me a jacket. That's right.
0: You know? yeah. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely, <laughs> we do. We owe you that. All right. <laughs> Stay safe, my friends. Right. Take care. We'll catch up soon. Right. Thanks, take guys. care, Wendell. All right. See you, bye, Wendell. Right, bye, bye. But that's a great Wendell Davis, Bob. Wow. Guys fighting with Mike Ditka. Wow, I I I'd sure like to have seen that.
2: Oh boy, and I'm sure Ditka didn't like it at the time, but you know later on in his life he probably respected those guys, you know, because that's the type of guy he was. So uh, that's a great stories.
0: Yeah, it is. And that, but I tell you what, the the thing that that uh, always gets me uh, when I think back on Wendell and his career is what might have been, right? If that you know and you know, I, I love the old stadiums, Three River Stadium is a place that I saw so many games, spent so much of my uh my youth there at Three Rivers, kinda loved those cookie cutter but the turf and to think that, you know, everybody hated the vet and the vet was terrible. Infamous for how terrible the turf was. And uh I hated even more after we got to know Wendell because uh it took his career away from him. So stock down Veterans Stadium. But um Yeah, wonder what could have been with Wendell? What a great player. What a great man.
2: Yeah, six years in the league, Chris, and uh, that's probably above normal, but he was only 27, 28 years old when he was out of the league, so you're right. Uh, But he doesn't seem bitter, and uh, you won't find a better guy. That's
0: exactly right. All right, we've got our next guest, Kurt Pavakwa, hanging on the line. We're going to get to Kurt on the other side of this real quick station break.